in the man quiz. <laughs> Question four. <laughs> Life size dummy used to display clothes. Mannequin. Oh, damn yes. It. <laughs> I should know that. <laughs> And welcome to a very special edition of the F Word, which we are renaming. What are you laughing at? That's our, that's our two guests, so we can't let you in on who they are yet. But we're renaming it the M Word for one month only in celebration of International Men's Day, which takes place this November. November. So November. Oh, shh. Stop hosting. You've Sorry. Just, you've, just, you've just ruined my little. Just say a little gag. Oh, sorry. Oh, He's really. got notes, Huff. I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. Okay, carry on. Do you want to start again? No. Oh, okay, carry on. <laughs> do you want to start again? No, do what you do want. Let's do it over the top. No. So I was going to say, so we've locked Kirst and Affie out of the recording studio, kicking and screaming for the next hour, but we have two very special guests to replace them. <laughs> Where's the gag has going? completely <laughs> fallen flat. I <laughs> 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 just can't stop talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Would you like to introduce yourself, special guests? I'm cursed. I'm happy. <laughs> We're guests on this podcast that we know nothing about. Which is going to end up with them hosting and us just drinking beer, I think. But <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, we're here to celebrate International Men's Day. We're going to be talking about all things men, from cars, beer, whatever crisps. we want to talk about. Crisps. Mm. McCoy's crisps. Yeah, M word. International Men's Day. What does it mean to you as women? Oh, straight in there with a question. I'm not sure I like this guest. Do you think, do you think we're trying to climb on the back of International Women's Day? Well, feminism is all about equality, right? So I don't see there being anything wrong with having an International Men's Day, in my opinion. You know, it's about celebrating women and men. And I think, you know, if we have one, then I don't see why there's a problem having one for men. But some people say that every day is International Men's Day. Yes, they do. That's Who says common. that? <laughs> Everyone. I've never Feminists. heard of it. Why, why is every day International Men's Day? Because I guess the argument is that you guys don't, you know, you're not fighting for the same things that women are having to fight for because right. you already have them. You know, you're not fighting to... In this stereotypical sense, like, you know, close the gender pay gap for men. You're, however, you could be fighting to close the gender pay gap for women on our behalf. So there's that argument that, you know, why then do we need to sort of, you know, uh, part of International Women's Day, right, is to highlight the issues surrounding, you know, feminism and how many things and how much we need to do. This is harder being a guest, fuck. You have to answer so much more. And you have to be insightful. Oh, my God. The plan, <laughs> the plan is working, isn't it? <laughs> Ask one question. And, and then, they fall apart. Then Afi and Kirst talk for the next hour. <laughs> oh, well, that's what we do every time. Um, no, I think what I'm saying is, like, International Women's Day exists to get people talking around, you know, about the issues that women are facing and how we can start to move forwards and how we can address those issues. So that's why that's there. And I suppose International Men's Day should serve the same purpose for men. And not to say that there are issues that men have to face that women don't have to face, 
um, they just happen to be very different. So yeah. I, I do believe there's a very long-winded way of saying I believe that it should exist. I think it's a good thing for us to... Do you I, know I, how it started? I think it... Well, for my notes... <laughs> I have notes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it started in Australia, I think. What, International Men's Day? Yeah, from what I've seen in 2002. Um, Who started it? That's why I'm interested. Don't know. start asking questions back. You're not, you're not hosting. <laughs> but to go back to what you were saying, Kirst, I think I think you're right. I think we have different issues that we're trying to highlight as men. Mm. Um, obviously, they're different to to things like gender pay gap and all those things that you know you're fighting for. Um, but some of them are, you know, a lot. I think a lot of this. I'll read. I'll read their kind of manifesto Ooh. of what it means. On November the 19th, International Men's Day celebrates worldwide the positive value men bring to the world, their families and communities. We highlight positive role models and raise awareness of men's well-being. Our theme is making a difference for men and boys. Mm. Um, so I think that the role of men has probably changed since I was a boy. I mean, I'm slightly older than Oscar, <laughs> a couple of months. Um, but there's, there's quite a big gap in our age. Um, and International Men's Day is something that I would have not known about growing up because it wasn't there, but mm. it wasn't something that as, a, as a, a man, teenager, boy growing up, you weren't really, you didn't really talk about male issues. Your fathers, my father never talked about his issues. Mm. So I think, I think part of International Men's Day is to start to get men speaking about stuff and we know that's been in the media quite a lot um, but there are certain things that men find it quite difficult to talk about. I'll say as well like despite obviously this tiny tiny difference in mine and Goss's age that I've also never heard of it and like <laughs> before this podcast I literally I just assumed it was a kind of provocative joke like yeah. the only context in which I'd ever heard it was like if someone talked about inter International Women's Day someone would always pipe up and say when's International Men's Day and so yeah, that sounds like you guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally so like when we were asked to do the podcast I was a bit like oh but it's not a real thing is it and so then I looked it up and as Goss is about to say well this thing it, the website has very real issues on it mm. whether or not they need to be addressed through an international men's day I think we can go on to after we hear about what it actually is but I was like quite I mean I was quite flippant about it but like it's once you hear what it's about, I mean, they are kind of serious issues that shouldn't mm. be flippant about the concept. Yeah. yeah. Before we get into some of the, the things they're facing as challenges, or so they say on the website, the men are facing, um, I'm going to read you a quote. Um, I don't know who it's God, by. They're so prepared. Stand true to your calling to be a man. Real women will always be relieved and grateful when men are willing to be men. What does that mean? Wait, is that, that's, so, that, what, repeat that again. So stand true to your calling to be a man. Okay, so what is it to be a man? Well, that's yeah. my question to you guys. What do oh. you think the role of <laughs> a man is in this society today? Obviously, it's changed and it's changing. But what does it mean? What, does this, what do you think this quote means in today's society? Stand true to, be, to your calling to be a man. Real women will always be relieved and grateful when men are willing to be men. God, that's, I feel like that's littered, Is it an outdated statement? With, yeah, littered with problems. It's so, it sounds so archaic. Yeah, it does. It really does. I mean, there, I don't think there is. 
I mean, a stereotypical that's... thing that a man can be these days, you know, in the same way that you can't always expect women to be mothers and, you, you know, men don't have to always be the breadwinners. It, there isn't... Yeah. Do you that, not... That's what that makes me think. As in, you don't saying. think there is a stereotype or you don't think there should be a stereotype? I don't think there should be. I'm not necessarily saying that enough work has been done for there not, you know, for stereotypes not to exist. Of course there are. There are in women, there are in men, there are in many things. But I, you know, that to me is so problematic as a statement because it's trying to pigeonhole men into a specific way of being. Although it's not really detailing what that way is. No, what that way is. Yeah. (laughs) So surely there's there's an understanding that it could... It could work in today's society depending on what we think a man should be. So do you mean that it's based on the individual's interpretation of what a man should be? It could be. Read it again. One more time. Stand true to your calling to be a, real, to be a man. Real women will always be relieved and grateful when men are willing to be men. My mind just immediately goes to stereotypes when it's just like... So that's, you know, that's like a man standing up for men. me, that's oh, keeping yeah. doors women open. That will be relieved when men be men. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? What are you raising your eyebrows at me for? Women will be relieved. What? You're, what? Oh, what? No, Is anybody else getting that? Oscar knows what I mean. Do you? I think she might be making an innuendo. Ah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I saw what the eyebrows were, but I was just like, my brain is not working. I don't know what you're talking about. But I don't know. I think it's just, it's an interesting statement. And it feels, given what you guys were saying about what International Men's Day stands for now, you know, that's like, that's something you would have seen written down 25 years ago. That's a quote off their website. But, you know... If, you, if I said to you, who would be your male role models in today's society? Is that your idea of the perfect man? Or is it something that they stand for? Or is it... Because mm. I would find it very difficult. If you ask me for male role models, mm. I would find it very difficult to look past someone like my father. Mm. But, or I'd start thinking about sporting heroes that I used to have when I was growing up. Yeah. Or maybe someone like, I don't know, David Attenborough. Yeah. He's the voice I mean, he's of a... today's he's very he's very topical. Yeah. But I think it's minute. like a hard because like the insinuation behind the question is if you're asking someone what their male role model is, is that there's well, who's your who's the ideal version of a man that mm. you look up to. But actually I think most of if there's been any progress over the last 50, 20, 10 years, is surely the idea that there isn't an ideal version of a man, so it becomes quite a difficult question to answer. Yeah. But then I, I guess everybody would have a different role model, right? And that that's the nice thing about it. You know, if there isn't an ideal version of man, which there, there shouldn't be, because there, prob- there isn't an ideal version of a woman either, you know, it, it opens the floor up to different people identifying with different aspects of, you know, someone. So David Attenborough, people look to David Attenborough because of his, you know, huge, the huge impact he's made on, like, our planet. Mm-hmm. And... They, he would be a, I, I suppose he would become a role model not because he was a man, but because of his contribution to society. Mm. So actually then it becomes gen, gender non-specific anyway. Mm. This whole topic makes me think of um, this 
woman online she's called the slum flower mm. and she basically started this like online movement called saggy boobs matter she was basically trying to spread like body positivity and like whether you're a mum or whether you're just like um just a young girl who has like saggy boobs like you should feel like confident about it and it was like really great like she was getting loads of press and stuff and she was like branding herself as like this like feminist which at the time she was appearing to be um and she still claims that she is but recently she started this whole like narrative online where and she actually has a lot of influence and a lot of um response from very young women which i find quite concerning but she has this whole like narrative about how like women are um like superior and like if a man can't pay your bills pay your rent uh pay for dinner and like do all these things drive a nice car then that man is not worth your time and yeah. then it's actually quite shocking well i completely disagree with that yeah, i don't know if so there's other women out there who like well surely that, that agree with it. has changed there's a lot of women out there who like are on the same bandwagon as her or like or even she even goes as far to say like if a man doesn't dish out a thousand grand on dinner and an extra grand for my time on the first date he's not worth worth Whoa. going on the first day and i was just like that is so backwards like how can you preach this whole like this whole like and it's annoying because she aligns that with her feminism yeah Ooh. so like when you when you talk about this whole like being a real man like thing to us like we do say it sounds archaic but it is quite shocking that there's actually still people out I there who are like so what you're saying it was a really good question wasn't it? That I asked. It was a really good question that got the debate going. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Good stuff. So, I think, I think when you look at the website for International Men's Day, they focus a lot on men's well-being. And they have four or five stats here that are quite surprising. We may or may not know them. Um, the first one... Um, men have a suicide rate three times higher than women um, which is you know awful in its coldness but you know we can't really get into the reasons as to why that is or mm-hmm. but I've also found a survey by the BBC that they've done recently um, and strangely it says um, women are more likely to be diagnosed with depression and to attempt suicide but the male suicide rate is still three times as much. The podcast that we did on mental health, we did actually talk about like how mental health affects women and men differently. Mm-hmm. And Cecilia, who uh, was the psychotherapist we had on and we interviewed, um, she was explaining that you know the reason that that tends to be the case is that men are stereo. I hate to use the word stereotypically again, but you know stereotypically typically bad at actually sort of voicing their problems and seeking help um women but she also well, that goes said, back doesn't it it's generations and generations yeah, yeah. where men are meant to be strong yeah leading they're not meant they're not encouraged or they weren't encouraged to talk about struggling yeah it's about you know keep quiet and carry on yeah and it's like still a prevalent attitude it's still reflected in modern day society i think it's getting better but it is still something that you know men are expected to be a bit more tight-lipped and, you know, get on with things than women are. However, what Cecilia was saying to us... Why do we think that is, though? 
why hmm. if we're all about gender equality and do you think it's just a that will change you know obviously oscar's age group growing up will be bombarded with these messages about talking to your mates and you know talking about how you're feeling and mm. whereas my generation up until recently haven't really been encouraged to do that so do you think it's just like a generational thing so that as time goes yeah. by in the next 10 15 years it will be it'll be the norm that you know men are as open as as women about talking about how they're feeling they're struggling I think that's a re- like a, one quite a hard question to answer, but also too, I would guess like it takes a long time for those kind of changes to happen. Yeah, yeah. so it's almost like a generational thing. Yeah, and I would, would guess the idea that the International Men's Day are getting at potentially is that there's still like if men are less likely to talk, it's potentially tied into this idea of what a man should be, and that you still there's almost like a juxtaposition, I guess, isn't there? That like men like as in that in an age where it's supposed to be gender equality then certain some people pull out statistics like that where they're like well this issue still affects men yeah but and act as if they're somehow against each other Mm. if that makes sense but i don't think that they necessarily do and i don't really like i think that that's a really that is like a really bad problem and that's the kind of thing that when i first went to the website and i was being quite flippant about international men's day it's like well you should obviously you can't you shouldn't be flipping about something like that Mm. it's a very real issue yeah I suppose it's whether or not an International Men's Day is the way to fix that because there's lots of other charities and groups and things that do that but it's hard to argue that any awareness isn't good awareness yeah. and that's what I think like a lot of people when we spoke to in the office about it were like oh well if it does some good then why not do it as yeah. a whole thing. I'll read some of the other facts as well. One in three men have been victims of domestic violence. Mm. Uh, men on average die four to five years before women. Uh, men are nearly twice as likely to suffer from lung cancer. <laughs> Why did you ask you? Why did you do that? That's, like, that's, that's a strange like, fact. It's like a biological yeah. fact that <laughs> women live longer than men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need to challenge it. <laughs> yes, kill the women. <laughs> men are nearly twice as likely to suffer from heart disease than women. <laughs> okay. I'm not all, sure where these come from. Is this all I get, on the website? It's all on the website, yeah. There's obviously like men having heart disease. I don't. I'm not a cardiologist. I don't know exactly why that. Why men have more heart <laughs> sure. disease? But I'm, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make an incredibly uneducated guess that it's some that it's potentially to do with the, like their lifestyle. That men might have unhealthier lifestyle in some way that makes it more likely that they'll have heart disease. Again, I don't fully understand how that leads to a justification for International Men's Day beyond creating awareness about that kind of thing. Mm, yeah. It feels a little bit with like when you hear those like five statistics yeah. and like there's a fifth it, one, right? Uh, I think the first, well, the first one was the suicide uh, right, uh, yeah. rate. Um, do you, do you it, feel they're clutching at straws for relevance? I don't think it's clutching at straws for relevance. It feels like it, like they're just grabbing onto stuff that trying to make the case that men there are issues with being a man. Yeah. And I think it's in, they kind of feel like they have to do that because they're kind of justifying why they do an International Men's Day. So it's kind of like this, like, um, trying to make it as worthy as International Women's yeah, Day, Yeah, that's what it feels like, right? They're clutching onto the things that are biological as opposed but is it, you know, to but it's actual societal, things yeah. that we can solve together. If we're not comparing International Women's Day with International Men's Day, isn't it a good thing that, you know... Whether, whether we laugh at the fact about heart disease, it's a good thing that there's something out there that we're talking about it. I'm not laughing at the fact of heart disease. 
I think you, I think you, you spat your beer out. I'll go on record that I don't think heart disease is funny. But there'll be, so there'll be, there'll be men out there. Most of that don't, does don't sound biological. It. Yeah. Most of that is biological, right? How many out of the five are like... Two. So, two out of the five? What the the last two, no, were they? Last two. Twice likely to suffer from lung cancer. Twice likely to suffer from heart disease. And the one that was really funny was to, well, right? to die earlier, yeah. 45 years earlier. So that's three out of, so three five, out of five are biological. Interesting. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say it's interesting where they've included it, right? That information is important and maybe it's just not best placed there, like you're saying. Mm. That needs to be in a doctor's surgery or a, you know something like that so people go and get checked. It's yeah. not necessarily a justification. It probably is, but... but yeah, it's weird because when we were talking about this before, and I was thinking of things that men suffer with, there's like obviously like mental health, gender yeah. roles, yeah. toxic masculinity, yeah. which they could have like, listed and don't seem to. Yeah, that. they haven't, which is strange because if you're a man creating International Men's Day website, surely you must be more than anyone aware of those issues. Yeah. That, that they're facing. Yeah, it's so strange. I mean, not that you've been on the website. I don't. Yeah, they they could have done so much more. Mm. There's 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 no from what I could see, um, any celebrating of male figures in the world today. There's you know too many to There's a few guys. posters you can run out to advertise International <laughs> Men's Day, but um, apart from our list of five reasons why it's here, um, it feels like a bit of a half-hearted mm-hmm. attempt. Um, I mean, we're not here today to justify it, but. In my mind, if they're talking about stuff that's relevant, it's good. Mm. But I feel there is a slight whiff of, well, we've got an International Women's Day, we need an International Men's Day. Yeah. What can we talk about? And someone put their hand up in an office and gone, well, my, my dad died five years before my mum. And they stuck it on the website. <laughs> I think, yeah, like the real reason I laugh if you think about it is that ultimately like calling it International Men's Day feels like it's like going to deliberately draw comparisons of International Women's Day. Yeah. Like, and if I understand some one of the big ideas behind International Women's Day is that they're trying to address problems that actually the root cause of which is to do with the fact that there's a power imbalance between men and women. Yes. And so it's not like, I don't know if they have a list of problems on the International Women's Day website, I assume they don't, but it's not like if, I, either they pick issues that they specifically think can be addressed by redressing the balance between men and the power between men and women. Or if they do talk about other issues, it's not specifically laid out as if it's directly a result of men. But overall, the idea, I would guess, is that a lot of the problems or a lot of the issues that they raise for International Women's Day come as a symptom of the patriarchy or men's ability to control society. And heart disease is not. And heart disease is not one of those. Mm. And so it feels like even if they're... like. I'm sure if the founders of this listened to it, they'd be deeply upset. And, they would, like, <laughs> and I'm sure they'll, Sorry, write, they'll tweet in and they'll get rid of it. They'll, they'll tweet say, in. And they'll say it's not a comparison between the two, so you're trivialising these issues. But I feel like that's they're kind of having it both ways and that they, they've listed a lot of issues that actually aren't really to do with sort of gender politics and the power. Domestic abuse, whether or not that stat is true, I did like that's probably something slightly more relevant, that that's an issue that yeah. maybe... Yeah, absolutely. But ultimately it feels like you're picking on the... You're focusing on a less important issue because it doesn't affect as many people because there's far more women who suffer as a lack of the power the power of balance between men and women than there are men. And I don't think that means you don't have to focus on those issues. I don't know if this is the best way to go about it. I think that's partly why, you know, so like as I was saying earlier, like I think there's a 
you know, justification for having an international men's day if it's highlighting the right issues. And as we can see, maybe they're not quite getting it right yet. But I think maybe that's why women feel, you know, some women feel like it, it doesn't necessarily have a place. Whereas, I don't know, like, for me, International Men's Day and, like, Movember feel really different in sentiment. Like, I'm more inclined to get behind that because it feels actionable and it does feel like, you know, there's something you can do about it. Whereas that just feels like a list of reasons to justify something that, you know, you guys have it, so we want it too. Go back to something we were talking about earlier. Do you have any role models, male role models in your lives? David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah, he's a good one. He is. He's just such a good egg. You can't really fault him. Um, is that just what he stands for? I mean, he might be yeah, an awful bloke. We don't know. He might be horrible. I think like but he I cares about the environment. I feel human like <laughs> I love this. Um, it's not really a quote. It's more of just like a phrase that like, unproblematic people age better yeah and i feel like david attenborough is a very unproblematic man whereas people like katie hopkins who are very problematic (laughs) (laughs) she's not aging well so i just feel like (laughs) the fact that david attenborough has aged so well (laughs) just proves and hasn't died of heart disease touchwood do you know what it is i don't think i have any role models specific to being like when you ask when you ask the question have you got any male role models i'm like you're talking to two girls that have daddy issues. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 yeah and brother issues. Yeah, and brother issues. It's hard to talk about role modelling because obviously we're not male. So it's not like we're not, mm. not trying to I've emulate... Naturally, I've naturally... Whenever I think about role models, I, think I of always women. naturally gravitate towards women. Yeah. yeah, because you're trying... When you're thinking about role models, I think you're thinking about emulating behaviour. And right, yeah. obviously, if you're saying male role model to us, it's like, well, we can't emulate the behaviour of a man, but perhaps we can. You know, I've always said that I would really like to adopt, um, you know, a child and try and do what my dad, my stepdad did for me growing up, which was give me a, you know, a really close-knit family life, make me feel loved. Um, so I guess I'm trying to emulate his behaviour, despite the fact that he is not female. So I don't know. Yeah, I suppose role model, yeah, the phrase role model, mm. we're not quite does right. make you automatically think of <coughs> yeah. women. Who are your male ro- mo- role models? <laughs> mo- <laughs> mo- <laughs> but again, I think I... I no questions, Abby. <laughs> this is probably a bit stereotypical, but I find myself merging into my father, mm. the older I get, the way I pick up my daughter and the things I do and stuff like that. I'm very similar to my father. You know, in my mind, my father did everything a father should do, yeah. did everything a father should be. And I think through that experience, I am now just naturally doing doing it in a similar way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so he would, yeah, he would be a role model. Yeah. Um, Oscar? I've been, when I was, when we started, when you started talking about it, I started thinking about whether or not I had a role model and then at the risk of sounding like a... Is it Martin? A <laughs> But yeah, at the risk of sounding like a moody teenager, I don't think I was about to say I don't think I have any role models in that kind of sense. But then I was like, well, when I was a teenager, what did I like think about? And I guess like obviously it's like people you see on TV that you would look up to. And I used to be, and it made me laugh because the example I thought of, and I do not think this anymore. <laughs> but like, <laughs> <Is it> Terry <laughs> Logan. <laughs> 
No, but it's worse. It was Lucas Scott from One Tree Hill. Like I thought, <laughs> Is he the blonde one? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I love him. But like, I don't think I was Isn't ever like, Jack he's Michael my role model. But yeah. So yeah. At the, at, at the like, time, what was it about him that... Well, exactly. So at the time, he was like, I mean, like, One Tree Hill was like, to fair, like it was made in a lab for me. The show it was like about basketball. They had incredibly pretentious literature quotes <laughs> at the start. They had like all my favorite bands in the soundtrack. And I, I don't think I ever thought like Lucas Scott, the fictional character, is my role model. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, I think I thought he was cool. And then if you really go back and you think about, I don't know if anyone like just I in case, it. just I in know, case yeah. anyone else isn't really familiar with seasons one to four of One Tree Hill. <laughs> Like, he's actually terrible to women, like, consistently throughout the thing. Yeah. And, like, it's not really addressed in a massive way. Like, as in, like, he is, like, he's, like, the heartthrob and a sort of stereotypically, like, poetic, troubled young male, like, go, go in all these different ways. And, obviously, like, I found I read that resonated with me in quite a strong <laughs> way as a troubled young male with the a poetic heart. soul. <laughs> and, um, but, like, the whole series rests on him basically, like, keeping two women, like, on their toes the entire time. Which maybe, actually, if you don't, I, I mean, I'd have to do some soul searching, but potentially that kind of in, like, does normalise it for you. If, like, he's supposed to be, like, the moral core of the show and is not very nice to women. And it's not really, like, I think that's obviously a product of the time slightly in the early noughties and it's, it's made for teenagers, so it relies on stereotypes or whatever. But maybe I should think harder about who my role models are. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should. Long story short. Maybe I should. Maybe mine's Chandler Bing. Chandler <laughs> somebody the other day and they've just had a child and that they were talking about what they were going to get their kid for Christmas and then somebody else often said that they were going to take they were going to give them they were going to give they've got a daughter who's two or three years old and they were going to give the daughter a kitchen like a toy kitchen because apparently she played with another friend's one and that she really enjoyed it and then it made me think of I listened to a podcast a few weeks ago and I think it was Zadie Smith being interviewed and she was talking about raising her child and she was talking about the difference between raising a boy and raising a girl and that like she is very aware of all these sort of stereotypes and she's trying she wants to raise her children in the most balanced way that she can to the extent of like she thinks about the non-binary aspect and like i think she falls more into this idea of gender being a construct and she doesn't want to like force her kids into a, a gender identity but then she was saying that she really struggles because basically even the way that she reacts to like her kids like she'll put any clothes on a boy and doesn't really think about it and just kicks him out of the house and he goes. Whereas when she's dressing a girl, like she wants her to look nice and that that's like a kind of natural thing. And so when I was talking to this person, I was like, do you ever think about like the kind of presence that you give your daughter? Um, do, like, do you worry about this kind of gender side to it? And then this was the girl's father and he was kind of like, yeah, do you think about that sometimes? And like, especially when we were younger, I used to think it was strange that people gave her dolls and stuff, but I guess you just get like gets to the point where actually she likes she kind of like gravitates towards that stuff and so that actually she kind of likes pink as a colour and it gets to the point where do you want to make your child unhappy or do you just kind of want them to grow into what they like as themselves mm-hmm. and then he said stuff and then he was like I guess you take it on like a case by case basis that the kitchen didn't really bother him because he did most of the cooking so in their house it wasn't really associated with being a gender thing right that was my question I thought that would have reinforced the stereotype yeah. oh I bought my little daughter a kitchen because yeah. that's where she's going to spend most of her adult life <laughs> obviously not no but I find it interesting because obviously I don't have children so I don't think about it that often yeah. but presumably it affected me as I was growing up and like I don't know 
my parents are like reasonably progressive people like but I don't think they I wouldn't and but obviously like they me and my sister did very different things like my sister did a lot of ballet I did a lot of like my dad was obviously I never played rugby but my dad's lifelong quest was to try and make me play rugby <laughs> that I, and even from a young age I completely refused I think that might be his biggest disappointment oh <laughs> um, <laughs> and I didn't like judo and that was his second biggest disappointment um but I suppose yeah it's just the kind of thing you never think about but do you is that I suppose the question to you would be is that something that you would would think about do you think about it with like younger relatives or younger siblings or is it something that you would think about when raising your children answer before you answer i'm going to say that when evie was young i'm trying to think about what you're talking about then did i consciously not want her to have things like toy kitchens do ballet etc etc but she did all those things she had all those things and it wasn't a conscious oh we've got a daughter let's buy her a kitchen no it was bought probably by a relative. Yeah. Um, she kind of expressed a, a, a kind of need to go and do some ballet. She was awful at it. <laughs> went for about six months and then gave up. But it wasn't, we weren't pushing her down those avenues. Um, I think she also had an action man. Probably my yeah. old one that she played with, with, with her Barbie doll or whatever. But God knows what she was up to in those storylines. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't a conscious thing. We didn't consciously say, no, she's not having a, a cooking set or a, a pink dress. But alternatively, we didn't say, right, she's got to have a, you know, an action man, a train set mm. and all those kind of things. But isn't the argument that stereotypes are subconscious things? In, in a lot of cases, you know, people buy kitchens for girls because that is what is, you know, widely peddled as things that girls will like. Uh, it's interesting what you were saying about, you know, your friend is, you know, the, he cooks, so it, it wasn't a contentious issue for him. And that would be the same for me. Like, I don't think I'd have a problem sort of, you know, let's say I had a young daughter buying her a toy kitchen or whatever, because in my household, I don't cook. I hate cooking. Harry's way better at cooking than me. So it's like the, the stereotype that existed has already been broken. Yeah. So it doesn't seem to be a problem. What do you guys think of um, gender reveals? Like you know oh, when like yeah when they, they do like a cake yeah, and a and then well, yeah balloons. Or they, yeah and balloons and it's like either like pink or blue and if it's pink it, it means that they're having a girl gender reveals <laughs> yeah so, gender reveal before, before. so young people gloss <laughs> <laughs> when, <laughs> on social media that yeah. thing on your telephone yeah. um, <laughs> I'm joking you're about you to wait. make the host of our podcast you wait quit. you wait till the <laughs> You wait till that kicks in. Um, so, like, people um, or, like, a family member will find out the gender of the person who's expecting a baby. And then they kind of, like, throw them a gender reveal party. So the couple who are having the baby don't know what it is. And then say there's, like, a cake and they have to cut into the cake. And they record all of this and put it on social media. But they like cut the cake and they don't know if the cake inside the sponge is pink or blue. And then they cut the cake and it's revealed that it's pink, which means you're having a girl. So the parents open the cake, cut the cake. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, it's been what a load of. I mean, so <laughs> it's been organised by someone else. Like, for example, if it were me, I'd say to my mum, like, Well, how, they, how, they, how, my... this, how have these other people found out? It's none of their business. Um, I'm sure what? the parents no, they chose don't know. to share it with them. Yeah. It wasn't like they like broke into their medical <laughs> record. But then the parents don't, the parents don't know. 
No, they do. So, like, say, for example, say I was pregnant and I'd just been to my doctor's and they gave me the envelope yeah. or whatever that has the... But you don't open it. Yeah, I don't open it. I give it to my mum and I'm like, here it is. Throw me a big like, party, mum. Throw me a big party and surprise me. I want to know what it is. Like, I want to re- have, like, a big gender reveal party. Do they still do it in an envelope? Surely it'd be like an email. I don't think I can say... <laughs> I don't know. I, I had a baby yet. I don't think what I can say on this podcast what I think of that idea. Yeah, Why? you can. It's bullshit. You can definitely what, say what, bullshit. What about it? I just Pass think... It. I, just, I just think it's another... Oh, let's, it's another It's thing a commercial to, thing. Commercial thing. Why, is it, why, and it's also very American. I always think it is very American. very American. But, yeah. yeah but, unfortunately, what people the, in the UK are starting to... To do it. To do it. As if there aren't, another, like, enough things you have to do already. That winds me up Also, you'll be... I don't assuming, think that's the point I'm trying to make. I know, but <laughs> I just think... <laughs> I'm assuming you'll be heavily... Like oh, more yeah. I'm assuming you'll be heavily pregnant by this point, or do they do it after 12 weeks? Gloss, they... why are you so fixated on when it... I don't know the time scale. Because you're not on a big party, my baby's gender. Is your problem that they care about the gender, or is your problem that they have a There's party? There's a little bit of that. You know, is it that they a have a party? I feel like this is I think they should be thinking about how healthy it is. For one, is it you know? It's a lot. Depending on when you reveal it's this, it's not gym. the same having a healthy baby part, is it? And like, cut, <laughs> like, your baby is fifty percent healthy. Like, really the, question, the question was, did I, what did I think of them? I didn't know what they were, and now I found out what they are. It's bullshit. <laughs> no, but do you think like revealing gender by a colour is yeah a problem? Well, that's. Or do you think... Well, that's reinforcing, think... isn't it? Why not just have a... a, yeah. a uh, I don't know. Uh... Oh, I can't think now. There's a famous video online that makes me laugh of an NBA basketballer called Gordon Haywood, and he has this gender reveal where I think his wife actually knows, and he's got, like, three kids already, and they're all girls. And so she does the thing where they go in this huge, huge house. It's got, like, a beautiful view of the sea, and there's this, like, big box, and he's mm. going to, like... He up there, like they're like going open the box and it's full of these balloons and so obviously it's going to be blue balloons if it's a boy and it's going to be pink balloons if it's a girl, and he gets the kid to open it and the kid like faffs around for ages and it like kind of really builds up the suspense and then all these like pink balloons come out and he finds out he's got a fourth girl and you just hear him like he's really excited he goes like, yeah yeah it's a girl <laughs> like and he's, got, and he's got this dead look across his face and he's just like obviously horrified. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing we'll be having is who's the daddy party, <laughs> where it's revealed online. I suppose what are you trying to get at? The fact that people are making a big deal out of the gender of the baby, or like, oh, that what it's been commodified as a process. Mm. Do you think people celebrate the, the fact that it's a baby? Do you, okay, so we've got irrespective of whether it's going to be blue or pink, right? Which I think is potentially problematic yeah. because you know. Pink was always the gendered colour yeah. for, yeah. you know. But obviously they're using it just as an identifier because they can't be like, the baby's name is this. Mm. Like, because also that's all muddied and you could go down a whole other route with that. But anyway, like, is it, you know, is it not that people were just celebrating the fact that they're having a baby? I think what Oscar's saying about the fact that his eyes went, you know, this guy's eyes were like, mm, oh, eyes are dead, I've got another girl. That, to me, is more of a... Not a crime. Depends <laughs> <laughs> how many doors he already had. Yeah, like, but really. more that's that's more of a like oh classic like... classic you know man wanting a son sort of thing. Um, no, that... no, it's, the more, gender it's more like um, real... I guess I was trying to go on to the point that like should we raise our children as like 
I'm going to raise you as a girl, I'm going to raise you as a boy, or is it just kind of now like a... I should raise you as a baby. I should... Yeah, you're just this thing that <laughs> snots and dribbles and you can figure out what you are <laughs> when you when you understand <laughs> what men and women are. It's... It's a hard, it's, it's a hard one. That's a really hard one. Yes. So, so what, what if it doesn't really? yeah. matter? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, that might, yeah. Is that... What, Later down the line is that what when... You, do you personally, the peer review, do you see it as the, as the end goal, whatever that means? Like, as in the ultimate, like, Curtis talks a lot about, like, balance. Is it the idea that gender isn't in it, like, it's a non-factor and it becomes such a minimal thing that I actually... Think so. To the point where, like, mate whether or not you're male or female doesn't really make that big a difference. Like, you have your sex, which is, like, based on your genitalia, but after that, it you don't... There's not actually a huge amount of point in identifying in male or female. Mm. Is that the point you'd like to get to? Which is quite I, an extreme, and obviously that's a long way down the road if you did get to yeah. that. But is that what you see as, like, the end goal of this kind of movement? I feel like that's where we're heading. Yeah, I think that, yeah, in part. But I also think... It, that's not necessarily realistic. I don't think that would ever happen. Yeah, because because it's easy to say like. It's easy to say that gender is a construct, which I do believe it is. Mm. But I think that until men and women are completely equal in every sense, and they never will be, is the other argument. Well, I wouldn't go. We can't tell the future. You never know, my maybe not in our lifetime, but mm. one day it could be. Mm. But I feel like until we are regarded as equals in every sense of the word, like whether that's um, in terms of like sexuality or, um, I don't know, like how our bodies are perceived mm. or how we're sexualized or like pay or all of these different things, until we're considered completely equal, we can't reach that point yeah. because we're still different and it's those things that make us either gender, if yeah. that makes sense. And I don't know, I think for me, like the end goal is not... Obviously, in an ideal world, it would be amazing to have, you know, a scenario where it, gender doesn't matter. Like, it's not a thing. But being realistic that's probably never going to happen so the closest thing that you could do for me is about respecting the differences <clears throat> like the gender con constructs have been there for for as long as time right so it's going to take a really long time to unpick them and as we're trying to do that it's more about you know understanding that women and men are different but the balance is finding you know respecting that women and men are different and you know saying that's absolutely fine if you want to be a mum you can be a mum if you don't want to be a mum you don't have to be a mum if you want to be a dad you can be a dad it's all about just being like being completely compassionate to the differences that we face that for me is more along the lines of equality mm -hmm. as opposed to like mm -hmm. you know gender not being a thing because I, I don't think that's really I just don't think it's realistic and how do you so how do I guess <clears throat> What I was getting at is how do the gender reveals and things like that, do they contribute, you think they contribute negatively towards that system? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. For Why? sure. No, <laughs> see, I, I don't. I don't think it does. Because you're already, like, stereotyping, like, your... And, like, creating these stereotypes for your child before it's even born. Yeah. When the it's fact growing that up, it's it like, might... Yeah, 
it might be a boy and its favourite colour might be pink. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Because what? Because you're emphasising the difference between being yeah. male and female by treating it as like a huge issue yeah. before the baby's mm. born. See, I was going to say, like, for me, I didn't think it was such a, like, now that you said that, I disagree with myself, but I didn't think it was such a problem unless, you know, people were upset that it's a boy or upset that it's a girl. But actually, because the baby's not there, the baby doesn't know but whether the baby argue, doesn't know whether it was celebrated as a pink baby or a blue baby. But then what you happens? Argue, is you just have it, a fucking baby shower and just celebrate the fact that you have well, a baby. That is exact. That is exactly what should happen. Are you pitting us against each other? Yes. That is so, outrageous. So we're going to end this podcast on, you know, we've had some good serious chat about stuff. Thank you very much, guests. <laughs> um, but we're going to end this on a little head-to-head with our two marvellous writers. So <laughs> there's a real tenuous link here between the subject of today's podcast and this quiz. Oh, my God. Right? But it's going to test your skills in the English language. Right. What? So, what on earth are you going to get us to do? So here's the buzzer. Right, put that over there in between the two of you. I don't want to go up against that. Sure it works. Terrifying. Make sure it works. Right. Okay. So. Oh my god! Stop. I'm going to. I. <laughs> this is called the man quiz. Okay, wait, the rule is your hand has to be on, yes. your, on your Oh, heart. for God's sake. Yeah, yeah, sake. and you have to be equidistant away from the, the, the bell. Hang on. Yeah, but I'm not left-handed. I'm at an immediate disadvantage. Yeah, well. Right. <laughs> so it? It's called the, it's man, it's the man quiz. Six questions and a tiebreaker if needed. Oscar, you didn't right. write the title of that quiz, did you? I did not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> very, very, very um, simple. Okay. Yeah. We're testing your knowledge of the English language. So I'm going to read you six descriptions and you have to hit the bell as fast as you can when you can tell me the answer. And all the answers begin with man. M-A-N. Wait, what? So for each six, there's yeah. no answer starting with man? Yeah. Okay. Great, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a tenuous link. This is going to be a car crash. <laughs> right? I've kept it simple. Okay. Sounds super simple. Yeah. Okay. Right, ready? Ready for the first one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's a word beginning with M-A-N. Man. All right? Question one. Large oval tropical fruit. Mango! Oh, I just hit it. I didn't actually uh, <laughs> Happy... Yeah, but she didn't say it. You just shout out before the... Yeah, I No, I was with my hand, but your hand's big and it got in the way. <laughs> but you, you forfeited because you didn't press the buzzer. What? <laughs> Affie hit the bell first, so Affie gets to No, answer. I think she, she, she might, might have... No, you might be wrong. You might be wrong. It's not, though. It is mango. I think. Well done. <laughs> One nil to Affie. All right? This is bullshit. Question two. I think you might get this one cursed. Capital and largest city of the Philippines. Manila. Yeah. How the hell do you know? Because we were talking about that earlier. <laughs> well, that's not fair, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that counts because yours counted. Right. So. All, right. all right. Okay, I'll let that one go. Okay. Then. Questions one all. Tight contest. All right. Question three. How many questions are there? Six, Six. plus tiebreaker if needed. Okay. 
Question three. A military training exercise. I have no idea. I don't know why I pressed the button. <laughs> manholes! <laughs> a military training exercise, manholes. I'll give you a second. Manhunt. No, I'll give you a second definition <laughs> to the same word. A deliberate, coordinated movement requiring dexterity and skill. <laughs> or, a manoeuvre! Yes, oh, well done. Good from you. It's painful. So 2-1 two one, <laughs> two one to Afi in the man quiz. Question four. Life-size dummy used to display clothes. Mannequin. Oh, damn it. Yes. <laughs> I should know that. ASOS would not be too old. Tiebreak territory. Right, two more questions. <gasps> the pressure. I'm really bad under pressure. You're gonna have to be quick on this one. Ah! A northern city in England. Ah! <laughs> Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> you can't yeah. go. Ma. 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 <laughs> uh, who got that? You got that, Curse. So yes. Three, two. This one. If you get this one right, Curse, uh... you win. You've got to get this one right, Afi, to go okay. into tie break. Um, question six. And final question. A Chinese dialect. Mandarin! <laughs> that was Thai. I hit the buzzer! I hit your hand! Yeah. yeah, and I hit the buzzer, and I said Mandarin I at the same time. Technically, it's closer to you. Oh, come off it. I think Afi might have got that one, actually. Yeah, I think that's... How could Afi have got that one if <laughs> my think... hand was so under Afi's hand Just so we go into tie break. <laughs> Oh, your this hand is wasn't out. on your leg originally, I don't think. Oh my god, Oscar, oh, this is outrageous. Just to add to the tension. The yeah, Afi clearly got that. <laughs> no VAR in this sound studio, unfortunately. You guys are oh, ridiculous. This is... Oh, we got tie break. Oh. Excellent. This is going to become a, a regular feature, I think. Yeah, maybe it will. The F word. The M word, sorry. <laughs> right, tiebreaker. Yeah? Be quick. One of the five boroughs of... New York. Manhattan. Yes. Yeah. Wins. <laughs> on yes. tie break. Uh, I don't know what you win. Um, what do I win? Um, it's fine. We didn't think about the that. The esteem is enough. Well, I've well, been vindicated after the last one was thrown out unjustly. It was, I, don't I was definitely... <laughs> I don't like this game. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Thanks, guys. Man quiz. Man quiz. No, thank you very much for letting us host. That's all right. Um, you have to wrap up the podcast. You know that, right? You know how to do that. Um, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no? Thank you. Good night. More than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You uh, know if you listened. I can't remember what you do at the end. Do you sing? Sometimes I sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's off the record. <laughs> Um, you've got to say thanks and then you've got to say don't forget to F it up. Oh yeah. Or you can say don't forget to M it up. Although it doesn't I've really got matter. A, I've got a different one. one. Man up. Okay. You can have you your You do the screen. thanks. And I'll, oh. I'll end it with the... <laughs> I was going to go, thanks. thanks. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Three, two, one. Go. Thanks. For? <laughs> For what? <laughs> uh, I just said say thanks. <laughs> oh, no, 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 <laughs> Thank our guests. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Glad you made it to the end. Thank you very, very much to Afi and Kirst for giving us the opportunity to host and for being possibly the greatest guests in the history of Yay. the N-Word. Since the dad's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go, boss. <laughs> and don't forget to F it up. Yay! Or, don't forget to man up.
Oh, cut that. <laughs> <laughs>